0: Mini punt alert! Mini punt alert! A bit foot there. Bukashira! It's Thursday. It's a mini-pod, so you know what that means. Yes! We've signed someone! Welcome to episode 47.5 of the ABZ Football Podcast. I'm Gary Scott, and yes, indeed, it's been well-trailed for a couple of weeks now, but it's finally over the line, as yesterday afternoon brought us the news that Albanian international Ilbor Ramadani had become our first signing of the close season, joining on a three-year deal from MTK Budapest for an undisclosed fee that is believed to be in the region of £100,000 following MTK's relegation from the Hungarian top flight. 26 years old, becomes the first ever Albanian capped player to feature for the Dons, Flo Camberi, remember him? He was called up to the Albanian national squad during his ill-fated six-month spell with the Dons but didn't get a cap. Born in Germany before beginning his career in Kosovo, Before then moving to the Albanian league and sides Drita and Partizani, before then making the move to the Danish top flight and Vaila BK, those regular listeners of the podcast will remember from our chat with Peter Kier. That's his hometown side. He spent three seasons in Denmark before making the move to Budapest at the start of last season. Ramadani has 10 caps for the Albanian under-21s before he then went on to make his international debut in a 1-0 defeat. To Norway, and has since picked up 15 caps for his national side, including coming off the bench in their Nations League draw with Iceland last Monday. Described by manager Jim Goodwin as being an energetic, hard working player with great versatility and with the game intelligence to play in a couple of positions in the centre of the park, either as a holding midfielder in that kind of very typical number six role or potentially more advanced as a number eight acting as a box-to-box midfielder. Also described to us elsewhere as being very aggressive in his work, particularly in relation to his ability to step out and his pressing ability. And certainly there's a number of really good videos out there online which demonstrate, I think, his work ethic and his pressing abilities. He certainly seems as though he's the type of player that We really need in the centre of the park to make Jim Goodwin's system work in the way he envisages it. And as we touched on earlier, he was with Vyla in the Danish league for three seasons. Friend of the show, Peter Kier, was pretty complimentary about Ilber when we reached out to him last night for his thoughts, suggesting that he did well for Vyla in a number six role predominantly, and believes that the Scottish league will certainly be well suited to him as well. But... You know us, we don't leave it there. So we had a chat with Hungarian sports journalist Aaron Arioshi from Budapest this morning to give us the download on our new signing in the context of the season that's just been for MTK. Aaron, welcome to the ABZ Football
1: Podcast. How's it going? Yeah, thank you for having me. It's, it's going fine. Thank you very much. And
0: you? Yeah, all good here, all good. Thank you so much, Aaron, for taking the time to join us this morning from from Budapest. Um, We just wanted to touch base and kind of pick your brains a little bit, I guess, about the new signing that Aberdeen announced yesterday, the signing of Ilber Ramadani, an Albanian international, who Aberdeen are signing from MTK Budapest, which is obviously where he's been for the last season. So, Aaron, just if you you could, just um, perhaps in your own words, give us a bit of a... An idea about what sort of player it is that uh, Ilber Ilber is, and what what can Aberdeen fans expect? Okay, so to put things into perspective, he is coming from a very
1: odd season from MTK because um, usually what this team does in Hungary is developing their own talent. So most of the if if you browse through random Hungarian players from the national team, um, the top flight. Uh, or or just basically uh, top talents, most of them have been through the academy. Uh, Just to give you an example, uh, Peter Gulaci, who is the starting goalkeeper for Hungary, and uh, RB Leipzig was uh, an academy player at MTK and went on to be part of Liverpool. So obviously not every player goes to a Premier League club, but... Basically, the idea, the whole idea was this was the first club, to Institute, an academy um, and, and that's also a factor. But they produce a lot of talent and they take pride in using those talented players. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because we've seen a little bit of a shift in focus. I'm mostly, this is completely my point of view. Um, but mostly I think what changed is the league system in 2016, uh, the Federation decided to go for 12, only 12 teams instead of 16. So the competition would be uh, more stiff Uh, and, and the, you know, the matches would be more exciting and, and such. Um, but it also came with the factor that basically the top division is the thing it pays so much better it has uh, rules that are easier to follow because in the second division you get uh acceptable amount of of money if you mostly or only use hungarian players so there's a little bit of more room to maneuver in the top flight and so um teams generally speaking started to bring in way more foreign players and so I'm sorry this took so long but now we're here uh, at mtk who <clears throat> got relegated twice in in recent times and the third time this season so basically they got relegated three times in six years so that's bouncing back and back and back and forth with the second and first division and i assume that the idea was like okay this doesn't work anymore let's bring more uh, more foreigners and like better footballers in general so that we match this competition and then we don't get relegated. Now, it obviously didn't work out, uh, but I can't really blame the players themselves because the the whole club is a little bit of a mess right now. Um, for example, they started the season with a lot of foreigners. They only had like two Hungarians in the in a proper, like usual starting 11. Um, and they still pressed the panic button halfway through the season. And they brought in eight new players and sent five off. So you know how things are when that sort of thing happens. It obviously didn't work out um but i can't really blame it on either ramadani or anyone else who was there and it's really hard to to have results in a mess like this and uh, i think that's that's why i was struggling when you reached out i was trying to think like what sort of player do i think they are and um I think I did tell you that (laughs) I think he's one of those players who is not like excellent at anything, but what makes them a little bit special perhaps is that they can do a job at multiple things.
0: Yeah, that certainly seems to be, I think, the indication that, you know, Aberdeen are, are coming out with as well is that Ramadani is a player who can perform various different roles. He can be both a kind of holding, a typical holding midfielder, like a kind of very typical number six type player who will be there he can break up play can be quite disciplined but also potentially as a number eight type player who is aggressive and wanting to step out is good at pressing teams as well when they're on the ball certainly that seems to be you know the 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 view that I get as well when I when I watch clips of Ramadani that we can see mm-hmm. that he seems like he's a very energetic player and um, it sounds as though he's a like you say, very, very versatile potentially in that central midfield area.
1: Yeah, um, one thing I can mention to you is that even though he just spent one year mm-hmm. at the Hungarian club, he was actually uh, the captain for a couple of games. So that, to me, that speaks volume of like, that this is a player with a lot of leadership, you know. Mm-hmm. I know someone who is who's just trying to behind behind the difficulties but steps forward and says like okay yeah sure uh give me the give me the armbands. i'm gonna lead the boys out and that's probably a quality that will be needed Mm -hmm. at Aberdeen i to be honest i'm not quite aware of the the level of the Scottish Premier League because we don't quite follow it as closely Obviously, Ferenc Vares played Celtic recently, so that's a few games that we have seen uh, that could give us the idea of, yeah. of what to expect. But if people ask me, like, oh, will he be good at this or that? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't promise things, but probably he should be. And um, do, do you
0: actually know the fee that he was signed? Before? It's been rumored here that it's about 100000 so what's that about 150 thousand euros something in that region
1: that for an international is not a bad price at all uh, and i think okay. it's uh it's due part of the reason i told you like mtk got relegated so they will try to um get rid of their foreigners in order to to get more funding from from the federation yeah so it was probably a, a good deal for everybody involved they still got a little bit of money they got rid of a, a foreigner to follow the rules and everyone can be happy.
0: That's that's how I see it at least. I wonder as well if it was maybe built into Ramadani's contract, for example, as well, if they were to be relegated, he maybe had a lower, you know, release fee or whatever that would allow Aberdeen to come in and do that. That could be possible, yeah. From from what you've seen of Ramadani, um, you know, Aberdeen, we had we had a terrible, terrible season. Um last year. We changed managers in February. Um, our new manager has got a huge job to do this this summer in terms of rebuilding our, our team and he clearly wants to rebuild a team in in a particular way as well which I think is going to involve players who are hardworking, energetic are going to be willing to you know to 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 not shirk tackles um, etc does Ramadani do you think fit that sort of build he might not be you know potentially the most exciting player in the world but hard-working energetic and as you touched on it earlier on potentially a bit of a leader on the pitch as well
1: yeah i think i think you're gonna be fine with that um he played a lot of games like he had 34 matches the last season which is almost the maximum he could have had um he was always reliable no matter what was the strategy the coach he was there uh, I mentioned that he got the armband. which is, you know, it's a bit weird for from a, like to, to give the captaincy to to a newcomer. So um, yeah, I think I think the best thing I can tell about him. I was thinking about what to tell you about him. Um, I think the best thing I can say is that uh, he didn't he 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 didn't strike me as like oh this guy is good or oh this guy is bad which is usually a good sign for in uh, for a player in his position because if he messes up you will immediately go like oh that guy didn't mark this person or yeah. he wasn't aware of this is going on and that w- there was a channel that he didn't cover and stuff like that so i think uh, he will he will be fine if if that was the sort of player that you were looking for that you described i think he will be fine because of his work rate Mm -hmm. i do rate that uh i think he he he's uh tactically aware he puts the shift in um it's just basically don't expect anything
0: fancy uh but he will be he will do the job wherever you put him i think as well that if you're building a team you need players like that though as well don't you Mm -hmm. who are not flashy who are not you know they're not doing step overs and mad skills all the time and scoring goals from 30 yards you need players who are workers and who do their job as part of a system and as part of a, a a wider team strategy and it seems to me that that's what we're trying to build now this season going forward is is not signing players because they're necessarily great players but we're signing players to fit a system that we want to adopt and if that means like you say picking up guys who are maybe not world beaters but it sounds to me that potentially he's a You know what I would class as being a kind of player who, every week, will give you a seven out of ten performance, or you know, reliable, steady, knows his job, disciplined, tactically astute. And I tell you, you know, without wanting to downplay the Scottish Football League too much, hard work goes a long way in this league. I mean, hard work goes a long way in any league, but if you're a hard worker in this league, that that really really helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it sounds to me as though that's something that we can expect from from Ramadani um, as well going forward.
1: I think he got on really quickly as well. Mm -hmm. So that might help that it looks like he can adapt quickly. So settling in perhaps is not going to be an issue for him.
0: Yeah, and I think that's an interesting one because obviously his move to Budapest was his second move to a, I'm going to use the inverted commas here, a foreign country for him. I mean, he's obviously, he's German born, but an Albanian international I think he grew up in Kosovo as well, potentially. Um, but obviously he went to Vaila in well, he had he, he talked about the um the Kosovan and Albanian leagues for a little bit, then moved to Vaila in Denmark, spent three seasons there. Seemed to settle in really well at Vaila, played pretty much every game in his spell at Vaila. Then obviously, as you say, he moved to Budapest. So, you know, that's that's that shows as well, as you just touched on and this is the important thing I think for Aberdeen this season as well. We're we're adopting a much wider recruitment strategy now, typically for the last 10 or 15 years, we've been very much UK, you know, Scotland, England, Wales, a little bit of players from Ireland as well. That's been predominantly where our recruitment's come from. Mm-hmm. We've completely ripped that up now. We've got a, a brand new recruitment strategy, brand new recruitment team in place. We're casting our net a lot wider than we have in recent years. So for us, this is actually quite an exciting move for us to be signing a player from um, the Hungarian League, Who's an Albanian international? This is not typically the thing we do, um, but that's one of the concerns you always have is about an adaptability to, to 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 come to a new country to adapt to it quickly. And it already seems like he's done this on a couple of occasions already. So hopefully, and as you've touched on, he seemed to settle straight into Budapest and um, and and get going straight from the word go and played as you say, kind of thirty games in the league this season and played every other game that was available to him. So hopefully, that shouldn't be an issue either.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: I'm wishing it works out for everyone involved tell me hey we we absolutely we are, are. <laughs> anyway aaron i think we can probably wrap things up here now I appreciate you taking the time this morning from budapest to have a quick no chat worries. with us and um listen let's uh, let's see how he gets on and um you never know he, we might be back raiding the hungarian league again this season <laughs> keep me updated feel free i'm looking forward to it we will nice one aaron thanks for joining us on the abz football podcast no problem so there we have it perhaps not a flashy all singing all dancing midfielder but one very much being brought into the fold with a particular role in mind. Perhaps, at long last, a square peg to fit a square hole. Time will tell. We'll wrap things up here. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to like, subscribe, follow, or whatever on your podcast player of choice. We'll see you next week, unless we need to do another one of these in between. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Where we bring you part four of our 2021-22 season review and the inaugural ABZ Football Podcast phone-in. Look forward to seeing you then. Stand free.